remember, it's cheaper by the pound. It's Rickin' Bubba. Rickin' Bubba. Everything here has been done on faith and a commitment to excellence. A commitment to each other. One, it means religion. Two, it means family. People care about you. Not just because you win or because things go well, but they genuinely care. The other thing it means to me is a set of standards. You are special. Nobody gives you anything in this world. People can give you money, give you wealth, give you fame. One thing nobody in this world can give you, man, is respect. Self-respect you have for yourself, the way you play the game, and the way you believe, the way you do things. This is a game of respect. 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 You represent everybody that came before you, and everybody that'll come after you. The spirit is something that's within you. You gotta listen to that spirit. You gotta fight for it. You gotta believe it. The spirit, the will to win, and the will to excel. These are the things that endure. The quality of any man's life You've got to be a full measure of that man's personal commitment to excellence and to victory, regardless what field he may be in. Through the winner, there is 100% elation, 100% laughter, 100% fun. Now, Rick and Bubba. Seven minutes past the hour. Welcome in. It is the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. We thank you for being with us. The number, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Stretch Armstrong, he's our intern today, as always, and so he's got all that taken care of, helping Adler, as Adler still is switching from home. We also got a little buddy zooming in from his home studio. Greg is with us, but just from his home studio, so we'll bring him in shortly. If you're listening live, today is Thursday, and so you know that's when we record uh, this week's edition of the Rick and Bubba University podcast, and we have a very special guest this week, and it's Dr. David Williams. Do you know the truth and lies of coronavirus? We will get a doctor's perspective uh, and uh, just jump right into all of that in this week's podcast at Rick and Bubba University. Uh, and uh, was talking to Dr. Williams yesterday. It is going to be a very, very good podcast. Those uh, will be published Saturday morning. Uh, however you receive your podcast, make sure that you set up your notifications so you know when it is there, uh, and that will be Saturday morning. Don't forget our YouTube channel. Uh, that uh, is available as well. So a very, very uh, good podcast today. Go ahead, Helmsy. What was that? No, I'm just laughing. Okay. <laughs> you ready? getting ready? Uh, also, we've got uh, a number of other things to discuss today. Uh, as I talked about your phone calls, that's there. And uh, we have got a number of things to break down that are in the news today. Uh, but first, sitting over to my right, uh, it is uh, Michael Helms. And zooming in from his uh, home studio, it is DJ Greg. Uh, how you doing, yeah. buddy? You doing all right? Hey, I, I know y'all are making fun of me and having fun at my expense. <laughs> right. I get it. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not there. Right. You know? Right. I hear y'all over there having you yucking it up. That's well, fine. we are. Uh, listen, listen, I'll be back tomorrow and game on. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. This is how I felt for forty seven days, Greg. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. I know it. 
Golly, Adler's still out. feeling it. Yeah. Um, Greg, please set the scene because um, I, 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 I kind of want you to start. Would you be our liner guy? Could could we get you to cut you some like liners? my rock and DJ voice? Yeah, because Greg's <coughs> got a lower voice because he's trying to be quiet and not wake up the rest of the house. Explain sure. what's yeah. going on, Greg. Yeah, the the Taylor and, and Kelsey and the baby are here, baby Ellis, and they're sleeping on the other end of the hall. And Ellis has had kind of a rough night. I heard him raising a little cane, so I'm trying not to be loud. Not and I have loud. this microphone. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and in the morning, you know how your voice sounds anyway. So yeah. y'all, y'all think I'm trying to be sharp? Is that what you accuse me of? I don't want to wake up, baby Ellis. At one point this morning, I thought the uh, the voice guy. Ted Williams, the homeless guy from Mac and Cheese. Yeah, if we sent I thought you some he had mac- joined us for a moment. If we sent you some Mac and Cheese copy, could you read it? Huh? Crap from Mac and Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> g- g- give me, you're listening to the kickoff hour on the Rick and Bubba show. G- give me that. You're listening to the kickoff hour on the Rick and Bubba show with Gooberhead Speedy <laughs> and his buddy, Michael Helms. You rushed it. But that's <laughs> right, fine. right. I'd like for you to slow down a little yeah. bit and feel it. Yeah. Um, you rock. I will you? say this: that microphone, and I don't know if it's because I'm here and mm-hmm. has. I, this is the first time I've heard somebody with a microphone mm-hmm. at the house. Mm-hmm. That does sound really good. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It, it yeah, brings this is it a new in. one. Yeah. Bubba presented me with this one the day before yesterday, and I was anxious to use it. And I, so now we get to now we think we're sharp because we have these setups at home. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we'll just we'll just stay home. Mm-hmm. How about that? We'll just stay home. How about that? <laughs> okay, that's enough. what I'm just. I'm just trying. I'm trying to get there. Uh, but uh, another discussion that we had is when we pulled you up this morning because you talked about it. You said, you know, I may move rooms because right. they're upstairs too. I don't want to wake the baby up. <laughs> you talking about I'll talk. <laughs> and huh? Speedy and I said, when we fire up that computer, he will still be sitting in front of that JSU logo. And there yeah. you are. Yeah, you got busy. You got bu- you got busy with baby Ellis and them. And well, uh, you know, Helms painted one of his walls for it. And as long as you know, he was there, I get it. But yeah, you know, I, I ain't going to do this a lot. So I figured it had to work. It worked for we were out what 30 40 days i don't remember how many days we were out. 30 40 days i, I don't out. know so it I mean, was a I pandemic work yeah so i was yeah, out yeah y'all trying to be sharp and a different background well i didn't think you'd be walking around and like <laughs> you know checking your wi-fi strength through the house you know to find a better spot uh <laughs> I, I, speedy said he didn't really take i don't take him as a guy that'll go around his house and kind of check wi-fi spots and see where everybody's at no don't do that I, <laughs> well, he's, probably, he's probably gonna hang out with the family and just be in front of the logo tomorrow that's sure. what i do that's what sure. i do <laughs> you know why it worked for 40 days so right. you know what did it not work so i, right. I did i miss it when it wasn't working so no what part was that? no no i was just going off what you were saying and that is that you wanted to maybe change location so you didn't wake the uh, you know, Taylor and the, you and the brought it up. up. You yeah, brought yeah, it up. Yeah, Greg. yeah. We're going off what you said. I talked to them yesterday. I did do this. I uh-huh. said, "Look, is, <laughs> they finally is, got is Baby Ellis be... quiet because he's been crying, <laughs> and now he's waking, and, and now up. He's waking up. And he's like, and, and look, and it's and it's the uh, I won't say what I called it, but it's the whisper complaint. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Hey, can you hear your dad? Yeah, I can. <laughs> what that gummit? Well, I did ask. Ellis I said, is finally asleep. Is Ted Williams the voiceover guy in the house? <laughs> Who's that rocking DJ I can hear? Is that the Kraft mac and cheese guy in your living room? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, is, that, is that the voice of God? Who is that? Uh, well, I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, once I got to sit down and got in my in my you know my evening yesterday, I didn't want to get around, and walk around, and deal with this. I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to do it. 
<laughs> he'll never stay <laughs> over again. By the way, he will he, never stay over. He again. hates that. He hates that. But uh, he'd be doing what he would do. We're doing. Oh, right absolutely. You'd be all up in there. Go ahead and get you a no, sip. Of co- go ahead and get you a sip I mean, of coffee, buddy. I see you want it. What's going on with your no, throat? Look, I, you keep coughing and grabbing yeah, it. I don't and know. You got the COVID. I don't know. Probably. Well, he just he woke up. I know that's what I do. He just woke up ten minutes ago and walked in his studio. Huh. That's a good point. Yeah. I been, I haven't been, I've been awake about 20 minutes. That's right. So. That mic does sound good, Greg. <laughs> it I'm telling well, you. It does. It really does. Well, but between that, him not wanting to wake them up, so he's kind of whispering yeah. a little bit. He's got a low voice. I'm whispering at and, all. and wanting to be that DJ that he's always wanted to be. I mean, between all that, we got us something. <laughs> I want to be a DJ like my brother. <laughs> what would your name be if you were a DJ and you could just have a name? And it's not, your, uh, it's not Greg Burgess. What would it be? Buck Silverman. <laughs> That's pretty good, ain't it? It's good. <laughs> Buck Silverman. This is Buck Silverman. I like it. Hey, hey, hey Buck, send us to break. Okay, tell everybody, <laughs> give everybody your name and tell them we'll be right back. Uh, look, I said, I'm not participating anymore. <laughs> All right, well, look, do that, and then we'll go to break. We'll leave it alone. Over. You but know us. We'll leave it alone. Go ahead. Get, get it. I can't hear the bed music. All right, well, just try it. You got 10 seconds. Go. I got 10 seconds. Yeah. We'll be back. This is Buck Silverman. You're listening to the kickoff hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is 20 minutes past the hour. It's Speedy alongside Helmsy and Buck Silverman. We are back and ready to go for another edition here of the Rick and Bubba Show. <laughs> Greg zooming in from his home studio, uh, Adler, as well. Uh, and we I hear, think, hey, everybody's huh? up downstairs. I guess I won't hear everybody. I hear everybody. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? It's five twenty. It's five twenty a.m. It could I be hear every one of them, it could including be Lisa. That you woke uh-uh. him up, Greg, or it could be that he's just up and they said, "All right, that's it. We're up." Because I don't, I don't know, know you, you weren't that loud. You were being Buck, you know? No, nah, I think your Buck's not real loud. <laughs> no. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I mean, you know. Look, Hams, Hams, I'm going to apologize to you that extra week when you were this guy. I know. This is a, this is a helpless place. I it mean, is. You, you can't engage. No. Right, right. Yeah. You're the last one to know. You're the last one to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe we get a little bit of Baby Ellis. Uh, if not, we understand. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's just. Hey, you know, just the, the the parent life with with a young one, you just you don't know when you're going to sleep and when you're not. And I guess tonight was not a good a good night for them. And he's a good sleeper. I don't I don't know. Something got him fired up. But mm. he's normally, I mean, ever since he's been really small, you just put him down. He sleep all night. But mm-hmm. something got him cranked. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying as low as Buck is talking, are you saying that it can still be heard? I mean, throughout- I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's not like we got you to hollering or anything. I mean, and I didn't. I didn't laugh out loud. I was. I was quiet laughing. You yeah, see me doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. was like, <laughs> you know, that means. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, know, you got to look at it this way, though. I've always thought about this when there's <clears throat> situations. If you can hear him crying, they can probably hear you talking. Yeah, but he's crying really loud. Yeah. Though. Is he? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Top, like, I don't know. Big old lungs, but we'll see. Well, what you can hear, everybody. You say you say they're up. Yeah, uh, I can hear uh, little rumblings yeah, down there. Well. 
Um, I'll go get some coffee next break, and I'll figure out what's happening. Yeah, there you I, go. We need an update, Buck. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about— uh, I've always wanted to be named Buck for some reason. I don't know why. Well, really? h- how about Joe Buck? Uh, uh, well, that's Sam's his daddy. Y'all yeah. getting into my world. We got Dirty Mouth Joe Buck. Uh, he uh, he talked about Dirty this, mouth. and Helmsy was talking about it all fair. Now it's actually a, a story from USA Today where he has said that if NFL games don't have spectators, Fox on the broadcast is going to pipe in some crowd noise and uh, add CGI fans to the broadcast so your experience at home will sound and feel a little bit more like it's an actual event that has fans in a full stadium. Yeah. But but to to those spec to those uh, I guess athletes and and everybody else there, it's an empty stadium to them. Yeah, and, and that's going to be weird for the players. Yeah, yeah I mean it really it is. is. I think at home, even without the the virtual crowd, I mean if they want to put that in there, fine. But I think I would still enjoy the game. But playing the game is going to be it's going to be like a, a scrimmage. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's like, man, where all the <laughs> go? Uh, well, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. said this is a bunch of <laughs> yeah. Well, and the reason that the guys are saying this is I came across Dirty Mouth Joe Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Joe Buck is one of my, f- and I know it's a love hate deal out there hey, with. I announcers. just want you to calm down. I like people, Joe Buck. I do too. And pe- so, but people do hate him. And people, people love to hate people that are successful in their field. And I love Joe. I relate sports to Joe Buck. <clears throat> when I hear his voice, I get fired up because I know there's a big sports event on, mm-hmm. and I love the way he yeah. calls games. I always have. He has a phenomenal story about how he ended up there and his dad and all that. Yeah. But I wasn't ready for <laughs> he's at, he has a podcast out now that he does with Oliver Hudson, which is Kate Hudson's brother. Yeah, he's and, an actor. And, and you've his seen stepdad him. He's, he's, his stepdad is um Greg, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he Oliver Hudson and Joe Buck do a podcast together called Daddy Issues. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I thought, my goodness, I got this Joe Buck's doing a podcast and he's talking about everyday dad stuff. I'm right. in. Who wouldn't be in for that? Well, turns yeah. out Joe Buck and Oliver have a couple dirty mouths on them. And some of the things they discuss, some of the things they say, I can't believe there's like, I want to go into a hole and go, this can't be Joe Buck talking about this. Like, I cannot uh. believe he's discussing this. In the and Joe Buck voice. See, that's the key. That's another he's thing. He's in his, his Joe Buck voice. <laughs> yes. And he's having a regular conversation dropping F-bombs. And I mean, that's just, a, yeah. Exactly. And so uh, please understand, if you go looking for daddy issues, you've been warned. It is a it is awful, okay? Don't go down that path unless you want to hear Joe Buck. You will never look at Joe Buck the same, people. It's that bad. It is. It is. And, and I will say this. He's not as bad as Oliver Hudson, okay? Yeah. But... Oliver takes him places where he jumps in on the fun, mm-hmm. and I, you can't take it back. Matter of fact, I let Amanda hear he Oliver has a fourteen year old boy, and so daddy issues. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. And Oliver went on this big rant one day, and it was like he was talking about Braden. I'm like, oh my gosh, Oliver has been in our house mm-hmm. talking. I mean, he's talking exactly about Braden. Mm-hmm. Now you got to understand mm-hmm. what he's saying and the things that he's saying. Right. And and Buck jumps in there and, and piles on too. And Amanda was like, oh, my gosh, what? And who are these two? What mouths on them? Mm-hmm. And I said, you're not going to believe one of them. So I pulled up the top five uh, greatest calls of Joe Buck. And she goes, oh, I know that voice. And yeah. I said, that's who we're listening to right <laughs> that's, now. That's Dirty Mouth. Who we're like, listening oh, to. Oh, my gosh. Why is he talking like that? And I said, I don't know. I think this is a bad move on his part, by the way. I think it's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. And the topics that they are discuss- discussing – 
is what every one of us as a dad would like to hear because it's real and minus, open. Minus the mouth. But they, they can't – you can't listen to it. Yeah. It's nothing but F-bombs and, and just it's, – it's crazy. So. Uh, well, he brings up a good point, and I think a lot of the – uh, I mean, I think the lot, a lot of the broadcasts will, will probably do something similar to this, uh, and that is pipe in some stuff to where the game is not so weird at home for you. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, a, yeah. fo- a football game with, with no fan reaction of any kind is just it, – well, it's going to be strange to begin with. This whole thing is strange. But I guess, hey, look, let's try to see if we can, with technology, make it feel as normal as possible for you, the fan at home, and I think right, you'll see a lot of people this do this in regards to the whole. <clears throat> I like I want them pumping in the noise. Mm-hmm. I want them pumping in the because fa- a lot of times if I turn my head away from the TV and I hear the crowd, mm-hmm. I all, all of a sudden I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I'm good with that. But I think it's going to be weird. I don't know. I almost think it's not a real sporting event if I'm mm-hmm. watching the TV and there's fake fans. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of interesting that, on that. I know what you're saying. That kind of. Here's the deal. It's going to be one of those things. You heard me go, well, I think I'll be fine either way. I think it's one of these things I just take it for granted. Yeah. And when I'm watching it and there is no crowd, I'm going to be like, dang, you know, this is, this feels weird. Now, that's in football and basketball and baseball. Well, maybe more football and basketball than baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball I could probably watch without without a crowd. It's yeah. just a different feel of the game. It, it's actually like racing. Yeah. We've seen that with the Korean baseball league. Exactly. Right, right. Now, racing – it's going to be okay because you don't have you don't depend on crowd noise. Now, we want to hear the cars. You hate it for the, yeah, you hate it for the tracks right. and, and the you know the revenue. But as far as the product on yeah. TV, it ain't going to be any different. You're right all over that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He, he said that, and this might help a little bit. He said basically the shot is going to be like a wide shot to make the stadium look like it's jam-packed when it's actually empty. So maybe from a wide shot, you can't really tell. Hopefully they're not going to be – you know, like doing close-ups of some fake person sitting there, like you're, you know, playing Madden, right. uh, you know, on on Xbox if, or something. What Hope- if you're the guy that's in charge of like when a big play happens, you have to crank the crowd noise? Up, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, do you give home field advantage? Do you not? You know, don't <laughs> be weird. It is. It's gonna be real. And again, weird. and I'm calling myself out. I, you know, I'm talking. Oh, it don't matter if I have a crowd. I think when it, it's probably gonna affect me more than I think it is. Right. If they don't have a crowd. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back 29 minutes past the hour. Uh, We appreciate you uh, listening and watching. However you're uh, getting the show today, we do appreciate it. Joe Buck talking about NFL games and how the TV broadcast is going to try to bring you in. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-five minutes till top of the hour. Hello, how are you? This is the kickoff hour here on the Rick and Bubba Show. We thank you for being with us. Eight six six, we be big. Well, we've got a first here on the Rick and Bubba Show, and we're glad it's happening right here on the kickoff hour. Um, what better way? Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. What better way to introduce Baby Ellis than with his uh, look at look at little Greg? Now, what do they call you, Greg? Poppy? Papa. 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 Uh, Papa. Papa. He, of course he. I'm trying to teach him how to say it. He's yeah. It. Oh, well, there's baby Ellis with Papa. They're smiling. Look at, look he at him. Hey. Oh, <laughs> look at that. This is, the, this, is, this is how Greg's heart has been growing, uh, yeah. and he's become so soft at times. 
Uh, and so you've got him up. He's he, the bell. He's, there he goes. No, no, Greg, oh, baby Greg, Ellis. Greg, hang on to him. Baby Ellis. I was wanting to Come see if he might. Bring him in. Well, and then look, now I'll there's Adler with yeah, little bring. Ruby. Look, look. Greg, bring him back. Bring him back. We got bring him we, back. Ruby's we, back. We, we got to introduce the future Dang. husband and wife. There we go. Look at Taylor. Taylor. That's right. Hey, coach. There's there coach. Look, Ruby's doing better than you. Oh, goodness. Ruby's doing better than you, Alex. You don't like them headphones. He's not. He's had quite a night. Look at look, Taylor. Dad is done. Taylor can't believe it. Oh, that's so good. Oh man, I was hoping we'd have. Look, Ruby's waving. I know. I was hoping we'd have baby talk. Oh, he'll come back. Yeah, he's gonna run around the room a little bit. Look at little Ruby Jane. Look at that. Ruby's just sitting there looking around. Eyes looking around. What's the matter, buddy? Good night. <laughs> Man, Ruby's growing. She's almost as big as you, Adler. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just couldn't resist that. But uh look, I Adler, I have not seen Ruby up looking like that. And normally when when you know she's with you, she's sound asleep or something, but she's sitting up yeah. good. That that's awesome. Um yeah, right, so she's uh <laughs> Yeah, she's uh Look she's at she's she's wider awake than normal today. Look at she that. is bright eyed. Look at her. Look she's up at, early this morning. Look at that. Yeah. Oh man. my goodness. Ellis has found him something to play with. He's over here slinging stuff, so he he's happy now. Well, just let him go, buddy. Just he let him go. Rings or something. And there he goes. Right now, Taylor's trying to survive. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. You know when your dad, you or mom, you're just trying to survive and get through it. Uh, make baby Ellis happy. <laughs> so whatever he wants to do. Oh, my and goodness. you did get to the bottom. That you didn't wake him up. No, I didn't wake him up. Okay. He's just for some reason he's having. He don't want to sleep tonight. Damn. Yeah, he's done. Which means that that I know they wanted to take him on their little adventure today, but you know. Yeah, he's he's just sleep in the car he, or he'll zonk out. He'll zonk out at some point. That's yeah. right. Uh, and congratulations to Taylor. Uh, he'll be in the Birmingham Metro. He's now going to be an assistant coach for the Thompson Warriors. For those of you yeah, that are in right. the Birmingham Metro, and you know Alabaster, Alabama, just south of Birmingham. For those of you around the country, uh, and he'll be uh, on the defensive front as a coach. So that's yeah, I'm good. real disappointed. I don't get to drive through Atlanta anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm really going to miss that. Instead of going east, you're going to come west. Huh? Golly, I am so glad. And that's a champ- Ruby, that's called sarcasm, Ruby. That's called sarcasm. <laughs> uh, that's the championship program, too. So he's uh, walking into a good situation. Yeah, we're tickled. It's going to be good. Look, yeah. If we ever get to play football again, who knows? Right. I hate he's right. got to deal with those crappy facilities down there at Thompson. Yeah, I know. I know. He's got to, to suffer through it. Those, yeah. those subpar facilities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's colleges that wish they had that. I know. <laughs> there are. There are athletes that go on to play college. You're like, man. This is a step down for them. <laughs> I know, I know. Where's the indoor facility? Where's all this? Uh, But anyway, congratulations to him. I know they're getting things settled up. So that's why he's in town. Look at, look, look at, look at him. This is this is what it looks like when his heart beats and everything. If y'all could see him, he's having a ball. Oh yeah, look at you. Uh, Something about these headphones. He didn't like me with these headphones on. He Mm -hmm. tried to pull them off immediately. Yeah, he didn't like that. He didn't like popping. He was not happy with the headphones. He wasn't sure. Has has he said you need a haircut yet? He has. Everybody else has had a good time about that. I yeah. will say this. The rest mm-hmm. of the family, they well, really, what's the overall, really commented on. What's mm-hmm. the overall thought? They like it, don't like it, want you to get a haircut, want you to keep yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I think they like making fun of it mm-hmm. because they said when it starts out, it's okay when I've just got out of the shower, but mm-hmm. as the day progresses and I rub my head a lot, yeah. then it gets kind of wild. Right. Yeah. Of course, it's now I'm getting to the point, I'm, I may just keep it. Well, I think you, you know? keep it because I, I think you got more hair than you thought. And I just think you just you just trim up them ears and just let it keep going. I, I really do. I, I would love to see that. 
I don't know. It's it's not a whole lot you can do with it. No, I'll tell you that. Right. Well, hey, he just went back to bug. Yeah, but here's the same thing. <laughs> here's the problem, though. <laughs> I want to grow a mullet, but they won't grow long. It just uh, gets thick. Okay. Uh huh. Baby Ellis. It won't grow around. long. Is that Baby Ellis or Ruby? I'm hearing. Is that Ellis? That's, that's Ellis. Ellis. Okay. We get. We're y'all are enjoying <laughs> baby talk t- here. Taylor's bailing. All right, yeah, Taylor. I get it, buddy. I get it. I understand. He's just trying to survive. Look, He's look talking to head. Papa right look now. Buck Wait, right now. you can't get the door open. Uh, Pull it. There you go. Oh, look at him. <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, anyway. be, we'll get him back later. He he didn't like these headphones at all. Right. He started yanking them. So the reason why Greg is zooming in instead of in studio is, is because of what you just heard. Y'all hadn't seen Baby Ellison how long, Greg? Over two months. Over two months because of this whole pandemic thing, and they're coming through town, spent the night with you guys so they could kind of get close to where they're going, and so you stayed home and so you could spend time yeah, with Yeah, because they're, they're going to leave this morning, you yeah. know, so it gives me more time because if I'd have left and time I got back, everybody be gone. And, uh, we're, we're, it's been good. We've had a good time. We It was Taylor's birthday yesterday, and we yeah. had we ate and That's had a good. good time. That's good. I cannot believe it. Oh. You say 29 or 28? 29? 29. 29. 29. 29. Good night. Uh, there's baby Man. Ellis. He's got him a little bottle now. And so he's, he's got ready. a sippy cup with sippy milk cup. in it. He likes the sippy oh, cup. Oh yeah. Well, that's what he was. He was just a little hungry. He just needed something. I have a he's feeling. Tearing it up. He is tearing it up. I, I love that. Right. Boy. Taking after his dad. Yeah. Granddad. Yeah. <laughs> look, he's, uh-huh. Hey, look, he's killing it. Yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> just like Papa. Make Papa proud. Okay. You are. This is your proud moment. Chug, Ellis. chug, chug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Greg, you ready? Down, 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 down. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Um, but uh, like but a true bird, just look at it, guys. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure you can, Adler. Uh, we need a still shot of that because, I mean, Papa sitting with Baby Ellis. We need to show that to him every time he starts to be a jerk around yeah. here, and it'll it'll calm him down. It'll be like his kryptonite. Uh, yeah. I don't know how we'll get yes, that done. Yes. Candy, he's getting candy. he's getting big. Yeah. I mean, hey, Adler, get ready. It won't be long. You'll have this exact scene right here before uh-huh. you know it. Yeah. Yeah, man. No joke. Um, all right, so uh, a couple of other things here as we have Baby Ellis sitting on Papa's lap. Uh, or, you know, he's not Buck with, with Baby Ellis. No, you know, he no can't Buck Silverman's Buck. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could see him watch him tear up that bottle all day. I mean, all day. <laughs> he's I mean, serious about he it. Is, oh, yeah. He is. He, he just put it down. I mean, Look, like. <laughs> he just looks. Turn, <laughs> turn it back up, Turn it back up. Listen, y'all, when he gets done with it, when he gets done with it, he's going to throw it. He oh, throws yeah. it when he's finished. Oh, I love well, that. You got, hey, Greg, it's you like, got to throw it's it. It's like you throw the bottles. Yeah. It's like, if, just if like I can teach him to crush it on his head, then throw it. You know, <laughs> you, know you get something. There kinda. it went. There, there it goes. <laughs> Look, but now You're he's done, ain't you, buddy? Look, look, but now he's happy. See, now, uh oh, no, <laughs> might get him another one. No, he's not. He wants more, huh? Just yeah, like Papa, so. give me more, huh? <laughs> give me more. He don't like this radio TV thing. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe he's. It, it, it's something bad that spooks him. <laughs> and Taylor's not sure what to do to calm him down because he's, <laughs> no, he's he's thinking. Okay, his stomach's a little full. He'll settle now. No, but not now. Well, he's got to be sleepy. He's been. He, he hadn't slept good at all, so right. he, eventually he's going to crash. You know, and, and and he's probably a little confused because he's like, well, why is Papa up? Right. I mean, right. it's, it's not yeah. in the middle of the night if he's up. huh? He, you know? and he said, what's Buck Silverman doing? <laughs> yeah, and who's Buck? Yeah. Why is he, what's he doing? Uh, and what's that on his head? He don't like these headphones at all. At all. Yeah, yeah, well, who would? Think about it. To him, it's I like, know, it what's on weird. your head? Yeah, I know. 
Um, but all right, this has been great. This is a, this is this is the, the introduction of Baby Ellis. Our YouTube That's numbers right. are out of the roof. I mean, just look at them; they're huge yeah. right now. People can't believe it. Uh, between uh, Baby Ellis and Little Ruby, uh, this has been pr- quite the morning. <laughs> I, I was not expecting this. Today. I wasn't. Either. I really wasn't. Matter of fact. When I pulled up, I forgot you weren't going to be here, and I was like, "Where's?" You? I was like, "Where's Where's Big what, Red?" Hey, I did the same thing. You, matter of, matter <laughs> of fact, I pulled up because I was a little later and I needed to be today, and I pulled up. Uh, that's I'm, what I was about to say. I'm like, "Wait a minute." Uh-huh. Well, Greg said he may not come, but I he never did say. And so I asked Speedy, he's like, "I'm just, I think he's probably not, yeah, he's yeah. not coming." Today. I said, "I said he he told us he'd he'd let me know if yeah. he changed his mind, but he's out." So uh, there was know, a car. Surprised. There was a car in your parking spot. And at first, yeah. I thought maybe he's driving another car there. I'm not sure about. And by the way, that car is a little shady. It's been here how long, Greg? I know it was here th- throughout t- the the whole yeah. uh, the whole Joe Diffie deal. Uh, it was here the entire time and has not moved. Somebody might know, not. Know, it might have been know. somebody that's died of COVID. Uh, you got him oh dying of gosh. COVID. Well, I mean, we're in, pa- we're in a pandemic. He went to he's dead, Greg. I'm just saying. Surely somebody would have come and got his car by now. No, you don't know. Priority. Yeah. It may not be a priority. <laughs> now, the you car doesn't know. stink, does it? The car doesn't smell bad, does it? Watch it, buddy. <laughs> I don't think But you're so. not thinking. I... I'm sorry. You know, See, that's what I, cut. I I talk over people on this thing. No, you're, you're good. You're, you're good. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Buck. So I'm surprised I didn't get a call from Denver because, like Speedy, he did, he thought I was going to be there, so he showed up at five minutes till no. five. No, he didn't. No, you know, and, no. And, no, no, we're good. It was plenty of time. I, all that was fine. I, I just forgot you were. I, I mean, I got here, you know, bottom of the hour, and and everything was fine. I just forgot when I pulled up. Where's Big Red? And it just took me just I, about five seconds to re- remember. It took you know? me a little longer because I even went into my mind thinking, man, I hope Greg's a little late so we mm-hmm. can talk to him on the car ride over, and yeah. that'll be fun for yeah. the show, right? And then I realized, well, he's not even coming in. No. All yeah, right, we'll, well take, be there tomorrow. We'll take a break and we'll come okay, back. Eight six six, we be big, uh, man. What a segment! Uh, some 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 first. <laughs> Baby Ellis has never been officially on the show, uh, and there there he was sitting on Papa's lap. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes till top of the hour. It is Speedy alongside Helmsy and Buck uh, broadcasting from his Zoom studio. Gobby.com slash Bubba is a brand new sponsor of the program. And, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're someone that likes to save money, and I really don't know anybody that likes to waste money, uh, you know, I mean, if you're frugal and go, you know what, I like to save a little bit of money, then we feel like you need to check out Gobby. Uh, because they can save you money on car insurance, homeowners insurance, gobby.com slash Bubba. Uh, see uh, how they can help you get a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have. Uh, they take the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you uh, an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers. So, I mean, I'm talking about like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, uh, and many others. It takes about two minutes. Uh, you can see the quotes, uh, the exact same coverage you have now, so none of that changes. So check out gobby.com slash Bubba. Uh, they've saved an average of about $825 per year of some of their customers that have switched over to Gobby. So Gobby is spelled G-A-B-I. 
G-A-B-I.com slash Bubba. Check them out. It takes about two minutes for them to show you what they can do for you, or you can find a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. All right, well, it's a big moment now. We have uh, Greg's son, Coach Taylor Burgess, with us in their Zoom studio. It looks like baby Ellis is out of the room. It's a little quieter now. Uh, and uh, they're sitting there shoulder to shoulder. How you doing, Taylor? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Good. Don't, don't worry. We're not going to play the shut up Bubba liner that we always play when you were tiny. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I and, think y'all got that in yesterday. Yeah, so. we did. <laughs> I, I won't embarrass you again, but, um, it's kind of funny that you're sitting in the same room y'all used to wrestle in and you put holes in the wall with all your buddies. And now here you are a dad sitting by you, by your dad. And that kind of is crazy. It, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah, time goes by really fast. Yeah, yeah. the sheetrock up here still has nicks in it where they kicked it wrestling. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we won't talk about the fact that you choked your dad out. Um, uh, <laughs> now, he, he claims that he was tapping because you had him in a chokehold. No, I wasn't tapping. You weren't? Okay. I you refused. Weren't, you refer- I refused okay, to okay. tap. It cost right. you, too. But, but I guess. Yeah, it did. But <laughs> did, did Lisa witness this? Because it was she. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. She, she blamed was the, me, and I was the one that passed out because she said Taylor felt bad about it. <laughs> That's what it is because she was saying you should have tapped. That's what it was, yes. and you didn't. Okay. And Taylor. And that, I, that I made him feel bad. I, I said he didn't feel bad. He was choking me out. It, it, didn't, it didn't bother him at all. <laughs> Taylor, do you feel, I mean, you choked your dad out. Uh, I mean, have, have does that hit you? Well, you know, I figured that he would have tapped if he was in serious trouble, and <laughs> you know, I didn't let up because he didn't tap. So I was thinking, well, I must not have it in tight enough. And then <laughs> next thing I know, he's like almost passing out, so I had to let him go. <laughs> of course, after this segment, we're gonna we're gonna settle it and see if he can do it again. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, look. Hey, Taylor. Careful here. Your dad's running every day. He thinks. I mean, he thinks he's like a triathlon uh, athlete here. So be ready. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he he showed me about three or four times yesterday. He he kept looking out the window saying, All right, see that spot over there? That's about point two miles. I'll do you know, I'll run to there, run back that way. That he you know, I had the whole he I, wanted me to know how hard he's been working. I didn't so. see you sign up for the run, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Taylor, this is this is a dream come true for us because you know, you finally come what we call home back to the Birmingham Metro to Thompson High School. This is a big moment for us because now you're really close to everybody. Yeah. Well, we're very excited and, you know, it's a blessing. This opportunity just kind of, you know, came out of the blue and it's, you know, just a great, a great opportunity. And we're excited to be back in the area, back close to everybody. We're going to be right in between uh, them and also uh, Kelsey's parents too. And it's just, you know, perfect location for us. And it's, we're, we're really excited about it. Well, we are too. It's, it's, it's great. Once you get to Thompson, see if you can do something about those facilities they got. Yeah. See if you can, yeah. see if you can upgrade them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Huh? I hate you, get, yeah, hate they, you don't have a better place to go. Yeah. Yeah. How, how excited are you for that? Hey, how does, seriously, how does that compare with what you have going on and what you had going on in Georgia? Because this is, well, the, I mean, you're going to the finest high school in regards to facilities and football over the last few years that this state has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the top for sure. Oh, I mean, it, it would, you know, it would definitely be one of the top over there too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it really. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And for those of you listening around the country, Thompson High School falls into Alabaster, Alabama, just south of Birmingham, one of the metro cities. Now, let me ask you a question on Papa here. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we, if we ever find a situation, and it's probably daily, where Greg's just being over the top, you know, it's one of his days where he'll say anything, hurt anybody's feelings. We'll just show a picture of baby Ellis, and it's like it's his kryptonite. He stops. 
What's the biggest <laughs> What's the biggest change you've seen in Papa? Uh, he's just turned into a big softy now. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. and he and it's funny. Uh, my sister pointed out last night saying that he's actually turning into Pop, his dad, <laughs> yeah. like how he is with us. You know how he's been with us our whole life. I mean, he, you know, the things he says and, you know, his little <laughs> quotes and phrases and stuff, he's, he's basically, he's turned into a true pop. I mean, he, you know, he, yeah. he is, and it's just, it's just funny. It's, it's, it's really and, is. It's and Taylor overnight. Well, and you need to realize that there's going to come a point where you're going to turn into your dad. <laughs> That's and, true. And, and here's the thing is I've been having this conversation with my wife right now. Our, our son Braden is 14. And he, of course, thinks that we are the dumbest people on the planet right now. <laughs> yeah. And and I've had to tell her, hey, the older he gets, the more he will realize that we're not as dumb as he thinks he is. And by the time he gets to be about your age, maybe a little sooner, he'll start thinking, well, gosh, dad was pretty smart about things. Mm-hmm. I think That's my true. dad was a genius now. And I thought he was yeah. the dumbest dirt back in the day. Yeah. But it's you're going to be just like, you're going to be just like the guy sitting next to you. Yeah. You realize that. Wow. Yes, I'm looking forward <laughs> Did to you it. you hear that? He went, wow. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this, though. When it comes to Greg and, and Pop, uh, Coach Burgess, just their mannerisms and how they uh, oh, they, fiddle, they fiddle with their fingers and, and all that. It's all, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, there's times where I'm like, okay, who am I looking at? Is it Coach Burgess or Greg? I know. He's a handle, I'll tell you that. Right, he is. I'll, yeah. yeah, you're a handle, too, Yeah, Papa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, Every now and then. Exactly, exactly. All right, so so Taylor, uh, when did you realize that Ellis was not going to sleep at all tonight? Well, he, we, what we think happened was, uh, you know, we had a little birthday celebration over here for me uh, yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, mom made this dessert that was like brownies and had all this like chocolate chips. Uh-huh. And, know, I saw him tearing it up. Yeah, <laughs> he tore it up big time, and you know, I, we think that he's on like a, a chocolate sugar high or something. Yeah, he just he he normally sleeps very well but he's he woke up about 1 30 this morning and Mm. has been wide open ever since so (laughs) right hopefully he'll he'll fall asleep soon get get a few hours in i notice you're the one up and and kelsey is she sleeping or (laughs) she's she's they're all up okay wow yeah it's a party yeah it's a party uh and we were sure we weren't sure if papa uh, slash Buck slash Greg uh, woke y'all up or not. He was worried about that, but it's obvious that Ellis had already decided he was up. It sounds like Lisa yeah. woke him up yeah. make, having that cake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, don't go oh, yeah. too far, Taylor. I know you want to go back to bed but um, and get a nap, but Rick and Bubba join us after top of the hour break. They might want to bring you back in. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We'll talk to a doctor The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Day without him, brother. Rick and Bubba. Rick Six minutes Bubba. past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six, we be big as a number. Waking on that blood. A brand new hour begins. Gladys Knight has the national anthem.
Here we go. It's nine minutes past the hour. We have much to do going forward on the program today. Will of Meat happened yesterday. So if you're waiting around for the Will of Meat, uh, you missed it. It happened yesterday. Congratulations to all of our winners yesterday. So uh, we will break down the stories of the day. Speedy and Helmsy uh, and Stretch Armstrong here in the studio. Uh, On location today, we've got Adler who continues uh, his maternity leave and being the uh, designated survivor. The real Greg Burgess goes back to Zoom today. He's got a new microphone. Uh, he has uh, his son and uh, his wife and baby Ellis all at the house today as they're getting ready to move uh, back to Sweet Home, Alabama. So those of you that watched the kickoff hour and listened to it, you heard a little bit of baby Ellis and Taylor uh, there, Greg's son. We may or may not hear from baby Ellis today, baby Ellis makes that decision on his own. So we will, we will, it's all on how he's going to behave today. So across the way, there he sits, the other half of the two sexiest fat men alive in the broadcast plaza, the silver tongue one, the man with the golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the king's English. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together for Bill Bubba Bussey! you, Rick Burgess, friends, neighbors, and associates. Welcome to the Rick and Bubba Experience. Get you two helpings. Somebody say, take me back. Take me back. Oh, sing it, girls.
Jerry Crouch and the gang. Take me back. Bubba, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? Good. Have you uh, noticed? Uh, did you hear Greg's new microphone? I, I did. I, I, was, I was pleased with yeah. the uh, with the output. Sounds good out there. there. Cheston. Greg, how are you, buddy? I love it, man. Let me tell you, Bubba has slowly built me a good studio. He's provided me the, <laughs> yes. the pieces. We've put it all together, and I'm ready. I mean, anytime we need this, I got it. I, I noticed uh, it sounded good coming in. I, yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I, I really would not have known the difference if I didn't know you were not there. You know, the thing, Greg. I, yeah. We listened a little bit on the kickoff hour. Um, apparently, and this is the thing that always bothers me about the switching of the times two times a year. Since I heard Baby Ellis at the time I heard him live, he's still on Eastern Time. <laughs> exactly. You're right. That, that, but and he's. And we had a little little uh, birthday for Taylor while they were here, and he ate a lot of chocolate. And we don't know if that's cranked him up, but <laughs> he just woke up, and it's uh, it's not the only time he cries is when they put him in the bed because he wants to be up. Yeah, and uh, he just won't go to sleep. And now they're they're trying to get him to go to sleep again because they they need for him to crash. So he came in earlier, and, and look, he didn't know what to think. He didn't like his headphones on my head. He was yanking them <laughs> yeah. off. He did not. Like they them. never like you to have anything uh, on your head, no. glasses or headphones or anything. Oh. So he uh, so he made a he made a quick appearance, but maybe you know hopefully he'll go to sleep. But like I say, Taylor he he came in and visited with us a while. We made fun of the fact you know Speedy said he wasn't going to play that little soundbite of when he was a kid. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then, but of course we do. Of course we play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, things well, I, here I, they I'll never die. Come visit with us at some point. Yeah. but who knows? Ellis may be asleep. We, yeah, we, well, we don't know. Yeah, well, we we definitely want to hear from Taylor mm-hmm. either way. Twenty nine years old now, and uh, undoubtedly, baby Ellis got into chocolate at the birthday celebration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I love the handle too, and just just. The face Taylor had of like I've just there's nothing we can do. I, I mean, you just I'm up. Yeah, you know, it's very similar to the face that Adler now has all the time. Yes, you know, yes. So oh, Adler has that face twenty four seven. Adler's in that same mix now. <laughs> you um, know, there's Baby Ellis in the chocolate. There's oh, the, yeah. there's the last picture we saw. But right, yeah, hey, hey, life wasn't any better for him right there, uh, was it? Oh, he's no. loving it. <laughs> Look, there's there's Ruby Greg. I, I do want to congratulate <laughs> you on sounding and looking better than ninety percent of the people who testified before the Senate. Boy, and yeah. that's a truth. Are you talking about Buck? Yeah, yeah, he's got Buck. Yeah, you have proven if you want to do this right, you can. Yeah, you know, and it. Hey, I mean, it ain't that I'm in hard. A room in my house. It ain't I mean, that hard. Like, you can pull this off. So Greg is broadcasting to us right now from Pleasant Valley, Alabama, in his house. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And we can't get people to testify before the Senate. I mean, do you let me? Do you hear on CNN and do you Fox? hear an echo? Do you hear a mm-hmm. ringing sound? Do you hear popping and cracking? Mm-hmm. And Greg is actually looking at us. He is not underneath us. Yeah, he's not looking <laughs> down like something's dropped in the floor. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, guys, it, I mean, it's not that hard if yeah. you have access to the queen. These people should have access to anything they need. By the way, yeah. Oh, that, listen, I'm sure they they had the money allocated for oh, yeah. it and spent it. I just I don't know what they got for it. Well, and uh, with all this is going on. So what we're going to do is uh, Rick and Bubba University, the podcast today, it'll be out this weekend. And, you know, I've, I've had people uh, that, that are, you know, they'll email us and, you know, they're, they, they want to be over in conspiracy, conspiracy only, and they're mad that we're not conspiracy enough. Then you go over in the other camp, I can't believe y'all are touching on any conspiracies. You know, this, this, and that. And finally, what I finally have told all of them is here's an odd concept, and I know we're actually going to listen to – what everybody says about it. And then at some point, I guess as a human being, you're going to have to discern. And, and I would stick with facts as best as I could. You know, what, that's, that's, what, that's a good thing to yeah, try to do. Yeah, right? What yeah. seems to be the truth and what doesn't. So uh, on, the, on the podcast today, uh, we're not going to talk to anybody from Plandemic because some of you say that's uh, you know, some kind of hit piece. Uh, it's propaganda and these people can't be trusted. 
Then some of you say, well, Fauci, none of them can be trusted, Rick. You need to right. watch Plandemic. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is we're just going to talk to a medical doctor who has been treating patients with influenza for many, many years, every flu season, and he's treating people with COVID-19. And we're going to talk to him, and he's going to tell us, in his medical expertise, the coronavirus, truth, and lies. And so, and he's been on the front lines. He's been treating and has been treating patients for years. And we'll talk to him, and then y'all can listen to him this weekend, and you can hear what he has to say from a medical standpoint about all the things we're doing, what's been done. Uh, I saw an interesting conversation last night with Dr. Siebel on Fox, and he has great respect for Fauci. And he took a couple items that he disagreed with Fauci on. One of them, by the way, I, I've never heard anyone, anybody mention before. That I thought, well, I didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense. So we'll talk about that a little bit when we come back. But um, and then, but over the weekend, you'll hear us interview Dr. David Williams uh, out of uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and he's been very vocal about this and a lot of op-eds that he's put out there. So we're going to interview him, and you can just listen to that. And like the rest of us, you start taking this information, and you can come to your own conclusion. Because I do believe that we have uh, the old ship has sailed on whatever somebody's saying to you in in a microphone and on, and with a camera in their face. It, it, po- political agendas, propaganda. There's all so many things that have now entered the arena. Oh, uh, you, it, it's you, just, Rick, you uh, don't know the big news today, do you? I don't know if you saw that. We'll cover that. We we'll come back. Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down the safe at home order by the governor. They are free in Wisconsin to do what they want to do. Ooh, I do want to see that. I haven't heard that. Yeah, that, so he tried that. That right there. That's going. That's going to echo in forty nine other Supreme Courts. That that means a little rock has fallen, and now the whole thing may come down. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. It's uh, seventeen minutes past. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Two minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big. So we continue to try to walk through this balance of pandemic, but also over here there's a constitutional republic uh, that has uh, guaranteed certain, you know, liberties and freedoms to the citizens. And there's a way that our government's supposed to work, pandemic or not. And yep. so. Uh, we're now working through this, and Bubba mentioned it going to the break, and I want to hear this. Wisconsin, has, uh, this is a really big ruling today, and as you said, it's probably going to set some precedent. Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down the state's safer-at-home order Wednesday, saying the Democratic governor, Tony Evers, his administration overstepped its authority when it extended the order through the end of May. The court ruled 4-3 to three in the case brought forth by Republican lawmakers that sought to block the order issued last month by Evers' top health secretary. All, now get this, Rick, how far this goes. All future lockdown orders must go through the legislative you're talking about the branch. Way, you're talking about the way it's designed? Uh, the court denied a request from the Republicans for just a six-day stay. Instead, they struck the entire order down completely and effective immediately. Mm-hmm. Evers issued a stay-at-home order in March was supposed to expire on April 24th, but the Department of Health and Human Services Secretary, an Evers appointee, extended it to May 26th. 
Republicans asked the Supreme Court on April 21st to block the extension, arguing that it amounts to an administrative rule which requires legislative approval. Evers' administration argued that state law clearly gives the executive branch broad authority to enact emergency measures to control communicable, disease, communicable diseases. I, I, I would, I, you know, I, diseases that you can catch. Yeah, those, those you can the, catch. The Attorney General also noted that Evers' order was similar to that of at least 42 other states and has saved numerous lives. The Chief Justice wrote the majority saying the order equates to an emergency rule that can't be enacted unilaterally. Unilaterally, the order creates criminal penalties that they say has no that that the governor has no authority to create. They said rulemaking exists precisely to ensure that uh, the kind of controlling subjective judgment asserted by one unelected official, the health official, is not imposed on all Wisconsin residents. Yeah, they're saying, look, this is a person that doesn't have the authority to start making rules. Uh, you know, you, you have to say you have, these things have to go through the legislative branch and, uh, and to work the process for the citizens of Wisconsin to now be under that authority. He, he's, 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 he's claiming authority he didn't have. Now, the, uh, the dissenting opinions from the libs on the Supreme Court in Wisconsin said that the court's decision will undoubtedly go down as one of the most blatant examples of judicial activism in the court's history uh and it will be wisconsin's who pay wisconsin uh, how would you say a person from wisconsin these people from wisconsin <laughs> wisconsinians yeah. uh will pay the price no no see this is the thing where whatever i whatever political view i have i change my view on this they love when when they think i think incorrectly when you know judges, you know, get out of their authority in their branch and begin to make law versus interpret law. Right. No, what's happening here is that state supreme court is interpreting law, which is what they're supposed to do. Right. They're saying your constitution does not allow for this. Well, it's just like that's uh, what they're supposed to do. Y- you know, I-, I do think that governors probably have some emergency authority short term. Mm, yeah. But if you just keep extending that power, you turn them into a dictator. And, and now we're not going through the legislative process, and you have to do that. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of these executive orders the president has. Not, and I, I say that with all of them. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't like it with any of them. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays. Now, get this. Wisconsin, they're saying, has 10,000 cases. They have 421 deaths. Now, those numbers, again, I would be suspicious of, as I am everywhere. But, but here, here is the, really, I think, the key part of this. Deaths have been in the single digits for nine of the last 14 days. Right. Nine of the last 14 days, single digits. Yeah. So to shut down an entire state right. for that, I think you, you have your priorities have got out of whack. Yeah, well, and, and I don't know what your priorities are, but every every life's important. But we can't stop the entire state to protect that few numbers of lives. That's just the bottom. Line. I'm okay. I, I know I, that sounds mean, but that that look, these other people have lives and rights too. I was about to say, I don't. I have no problem with the phrase "every life matters." Well, then that means every life matters. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, 
Not not just the people that could be killed by, yeah, by the ones whose lives are being destroyed because they can't earn an income or their business is being mm-hmm. uh, you know devastated mm-hmm. to a point sure. it won't re- recover. And we can right. talk about those that you know should have the right to be born. We can get into all kinds of conversations about every life matters. Yeah, I mean, oh buddy, can't we? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you this right here is hey, this is the first chip in the wall. No, I love. And it. you're going to see. I I will imagine that they are combing this case up and down because it's really the, the argument here was not a health argument it was a procedure for way of doing it argument and, and but that's valid in every state i think yeah it, because it, most of the, your health officers are not elected they are appointed by the governor so you, you think fauci knows that you you well him too yeah. i mean you you effectively have someone who does not answer directly to the public making some big decisions. We're, we're not decisions. talking about where a red light goes. Okay, we're talking about people's lives and their economy. So um, I, I, this this is huge. This is huge, huge, huge. But don't forget what you're saying here. This is simply a rule of law ruling, which is important because it's in these times that people who want to circumvent the rule of law that this country has established. But as a country and a union, but also state to state, and this is the Supreme Court in Wisconsin who I applaud that pushes back and says, pandemic slam denic, you can't come in here and change the way this government operates because that's that that's more important long term than this current coronavirus. Yeah, it, it is. We're not going to change the way we do things. Well, now some people would, and uh, you know we talked a little bit about that yesterday, but I, I think people really need to be aware. And I might Don't repeat that again up. when we come back about like this universal income plan. Yeah, this oh. is not a new idea, guys. It was hatched in 1966 by two communists. Yep. We'll be back bottom of the hour, and we'll talk about that. Also, Dr. Siebel's comments yesterday as well. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. We're back 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Uh, and again, as we all try to work through propaganda versus science versus concern versus sensibility versus whatever. But uh, one thing you got to look out for, as we've said, is when there's attempts to implement things uh, that go against a constitutional republic and our founding fathers and the original intention. Uh, just because you've got everybody afraid or in a bind. And one of those, Bubba, is uh, us to have a national paycheck. Everybody's getting a paycheck. Yeah, they, they call it, what, universal income? Universal income. income. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's got several names. Mm-hmm. This thing has, uh, you know, popped up here the last two or three years. It's one of the far left's mm-hmm. ideas how to deal with a lot of this. And now we find it popping up here in the corona response, yeah, which is right, uh, right. another bizarre thing. But this is not anything new. It's called the Coward Piven Strategy, C-L-O-W-A-R-D-P-I-V-E-N. It was a political strategy outlined in 1966 by American sociologist and political activist. That's code name for communists. Right. Richard Coward and Francis Fox Piven. They call for overloading the U.S. public welfare system in order to precipitate a crisis that would lead to a replacement to the welfare system, a guaranteed annual income, and thus an end to poverty forever. Mm-hmm. Guys, once you go to uh, <laughs> us, us having a national paycheck that everybody just gets, just calls, uh, well, then, well, then you're rolling right in to communism. 
Well, I, I tell mean, you how you can do that. If you really believe that, you start by not taking so much from them to begin with. Right. Yeah. The, the first way you give somebody money back is don't take it from them. Yeah. So let's yeah. cut the taxes, whatever that amount is, and, and you've you've achieved that. I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's one thing that's often overlooked. Can I, can I tell that's every- called the Bussy Burgess strategy, and it was uh, revealed <laughs> right. in, in uh, 1994. Can I tell all politicians everywhere, local, state, and federal, if you want people to have more money, let me tell you the best way you could do it. I'm talking about as quick as you can get the paperwork done is to lower their taxes. Yeah, quit taking it from them. Yeah. They already got it. Yeah, then, then, then they would have more of their money. But see, it, the, the key to this and the goal of this, they know once they start this, that and the whole the whole goal this time, I don't know if you saw the, the pitch on it, well, we're just going to do this until, oh, of course. until the pandemic's oh, gone. Of course. Well, they know once of they course. get it started, they'll yep. never be an end to it. Right. Because anybody that votes against it would be, you know, you hate women, you hate kids, oh, you know, Nana starving in the street, you hate, all that stuff. You, you don't care about anybody, and then, you're, you're, you're rich and you're, yeah. you're ugly. And, and then the game right. but turns into, I'll give you more than they'll give you, so vote for me. Right. So it just it just balloons and expands, and it's a never ending thing. And the beauty of it is, Rick, it, this the way they're wanting to do it. You buy votes with it. You control the people. Mm-hmm. Hey, if I mm-hmm. catch you in a little hate speech, no. you ain't gonna get your check. You ain't gonna this get month. your check. You better. We're get gonna in take line. that check away if I catch you over reading that book. I don't like that, that, that hate book, the Bible and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Right. Got a gun? No hold, no check. If you got a, and I turn your gun in, you get you a check. Oh, it's exactly. That you one. see how this works? Oh, of course. Okay. It does. Yeah. You know how and, I know it works that way? Yeah, well, because we've seen it. It's, it's happened yeah. throughout history. Right. Yeah. And the fact that there has never, ever been an example of it working in human history. Never. It's no. never worked. No. It's uh, never worked. It's great monologue, but a great time for me to tell you and Greg, barbershops are now open. Right. Yeah. Okay, I, I want you all to know they're operating. <laughs> Okay, so just just know they're back. You know, there's some things you have. You seen trying to get in one? Yeah. Well, uh, it, I well, think it's worth the uh, effort. Uh, and I, I'll I'll be, I, go ahead. I've seen them that they're not that crowded. I'm just I'm just holding on to it for some reason. Yeah. yeah just to get yeah. on everybody. I'm at the nerves. point now, Greg. Do not cut your hair, bub. I do want you to cut yours. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, I don't, I, they're all acting different, but the boys made their appointment now because walk-ins. You basically have to call where you want to go, yeah, and they'll right. say, "Okay, this is when it's available." Sure. And so it's a day or two away, but they're on the books. Yeah. And, and Terry can't wait. Yeah, well, at our house, it's it's no big adjustment because we always have called and got an appointment to get a haircut. Yeah. So, you know yeah, what I mean? You just yeah. kind of do we don't we, we don't usually do the walk-in because it's so unpredictable. And, hey, they do a good job usually. All right, so here we go. All right, listen, now the next thing is people in the medical field do not agree with each other. No, there's, okay. there's a wide varying of opinion about how we're going about this. Well, we found out, and you haven't you won't see this interview many places, and, and you'll hear Dr. Siebel say that he disagrees with Dr. Fauci, Bubba, to your point, even at the time Dr. Fauci said it. So I want to clarify that because right. uh, I know the first thing everybody says, well, now, look, Fauci, you might not have known then. You know, whatever. Look, and, I, give, I give everybody a little bit of leeway yeah. that this is a new thing and nobody had a crystal ball. But, yeah, but. Yeah, so we're going to hear. Here we are now with what we do know. We're going to hear Fauci being asked about if he thinks China is being transparent. Now, this is in January, okay, about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. You're going to hear what he has to say. Then we'll go to Dr. Mark Siegel. Siegel. Siegel, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mark Siegel, and he will say, well, there's three things that I have great respect for Dr. Fauci, but there's three things I disagree on, and that includes the shutdown, by the way, uh, and people going back to school, and, of course, the thing about China. His first point, which he spends the most time is, I think he's completely wrong that China even had any indication that they were being transparent with us. Then he gets into the shutdown which I heard he made a point I'd never heard anybody make, and then he gets to the schools. So here is uh, Dr. Mark Siegel 
courtesy of Fox News and Tucker Carlson. But first, you're going to hear Fauci make the comment back in uh, January. Here we go. From what I can see right now, they really are being much, much more transparent than what happened with SARS, where they really kept back information for a while. It was embarrassing to them. They're really transparent now. They put the sequence of the virus up on the public database right away. So in that respect, they've been transparent. Fox Medical contributor Dr. Mark Siegel joins us tonight. Doctor, that clip was on Fox. David Asman did that interview. It was a good interview. I hadn't seen it until today. I'm kind of surprised that Dr. Fauci would say that China was so transparent. Tucker, he's also said that to me. I want to start by saying that I have a lot of respect for Dr. Fauci for many years, but there's three major areas I disagree with him on strongly, and I'm going to talk about them now. One is the Chinese scientist issue. The second is lockdowns, and the third is schools. Now, regarding the Chinese scientists, I think we were badly deceived. We were never allowed to have boots on the ground. That should have told you something. Dr. Redfield could never get the CDC in there. We were told all these types of things about this virus by Chinese scientists. Meanwhile, it's way more contagious than we thought. It's way more deadly than we thought. It has way more side effects than we thought. Now we've seen it affecting children. Meanwhile, the Chinese were locking down internally there in China, but were letting people go to Europe and then on to the United States. It, It spread through highly asymptomatic people. And Dr. Fauci and Dr. Redfield, nobody knew about that. So he has to admit now that we were badly deceived by Chinese scientists working for the Chinese government. Second point is regarding lockdowns. Now, there was a a scientist back in 1918 named Starkloff. He was the health commissioner of St. Louis. You know what he did? He looked at the Spanish flu, Tucker, and he said, it's coming here from Boston. Second wave. You know what he did? He locked down the city and he saved thousands of lives way in advance of a much less contagious virus than this one. Way in advance. That's the key. Because remember, I just told you this thing, this COVID-19 has been spreading wildly through our society. It's too late for lockdowns. All of these draconian lockdowns are destroying our economy, leading to thousands and thousands of deaths from despair, from drug abuse, from alcoholism, from unemployment. We have to consider that. We should focus only on the hotspots and just do social distancing and start to take all of these cables off. That's where Dr. Fauci's wrong. Too late for lockdowns. Third point, schools. Schools are not on the table here, Dr. Fauci. Are you kidding me? Already kids were sent home to spread COVID-19 to grandmothers. And regarding this fall, the 1918 second wave, I've been monitoring Australia, and so has Dr. Fauci. You know how many cases are in Australia today, Tucker? 11, only 11 new cases. That's the Southern Hemisphere. That's our, essentially our November right now. It predicts that we're not going to have a big second wave. When our children go back to school, there's going to be plenty of testing. We're going to test teachers. We're going to test students. We have very mild, mild cases among our young and or asymptomatic, but we're going to keep an eye on them. Finally, a non-medical point I want to end on here. Politically, if you think the Democrats are going to let the liberal colleges stay closed, think again. Those are their future voters, Tucker. <laughs> so, uh, so, there you go. so he says, first of all, China, the Chinese were not up front with us, and Fauci just needs to come out now and admit that. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, secondly, shutdowns work, but we're too late. They do work. But he said, when you keep comparing the, the Spanish flu and all this, those people locked down way in advance, 
we didn't, and it's it's too prominent in society now. Well, think about yeah. this too, Rick. They they didn't have airplanes then, right? Okay, yeah. you yeah. you knew something was coming. You knew a town down the road or the next state over had a problem, and nobody. I mean, unless they uh, it, one or two people on a horse or a wagon came in, that's right. the only way you could get it. Not not bucketfuls of airplanes coming from the other side of the globe by the hour. He says, so shutting down the whole country can't be done and wasn't necessary, and it caused more harm than good. Should have stuck with hot spots. Should have stuck with the parts of our society that are at most risk. This shutdown must be stopped. It must be stopped now, and we certainly must go back to school in the fall uh, because there's no scientific evidence that that can't be done, and it must be done. He said one of the reasons is you're, you're now keeping people who may be you know, no symptoms at all but you're 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 incre- you're putting them with more time with people that are at higher risk, and uh, so he said. And then he said, if you think the Democrats are going to let these liberal colleges <laughs> shut down when that's the the places where they indoctrinate their next group of voters, <laughs> they, they're probably not going to do that. <laughs> but um, so he uh, so here's two doctors that they're not adversarial, and you hear one saying, "I got to disagree with the Fouch uh, on three major points." Uh, we're going to interview a doctor today, and he's part of a lot of doctors that are saying this is all turned into propaganda now. It's no longer science. Uh, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, everybody. This is Big Kenny of Big and Rich, and you're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Can I get a... Oh, it is nine minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba Show. Thanks for being with us today. You can reach us at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, are you shopping online? Well, you said, Rick, I've already been shopping online, but boy, have I really been shopping online lately. Uh, yeah, a lot of us do. Uh, would you like to save money? Yes. Uh, would you like to know if you can save money or not? Yes. Uh, but, Rick, I can't figure out these coupons. Right, join the club. Uh, that's the reason why you need to add uh, this browser extension that is absolutely free. Joinhoney.com slash Bubba. Joinhoney.com slash Bubba, a free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. You simply download it to your computer or smart device and shop on all your favorite websites, just like normal. Uh, We love it because at checkout, you you simply click the little apply coupons button that pops up. Wait a few seconds as it scans its database of all the working coupons on the web, and you instantly watch your price drop. So cool when you watch your price drop, by the way. Um, And uh, they do it on all the big stores, too. Uh, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Macy's, and many, many others. Um, They've uh, already saved people over $2 billion. They have 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome. So you can go to joinhoney.com slash Bubba right now. 100% free. Installs in a few seconds. Backed by PayPal. So you know it's secure and reliable. Joinhoney.com slash Bubba or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, guys. I'm afraid that that this uh, theme and this song, You're America, based on the state of America and what America may look like on the other side of this, I may have to play this so much. Is is it possible, Bubba, you're you're our high-tech guy here, uh, and you're an engineer by trade. Is it possible to take a digital version of something and it not be able to be played anymore it's been played so many do they like i guess they last forever right i mean well we you put know it, we theor- put it over here in the digital uh, world but theoretically you can get a one and a zero hole and shut the whole thing down <laughs> right. but uh, normally there's nowhere in tear normally all right we've talked about this a lot 
And and colleges, and it, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you this right now. Don't assume just because it has the word Christian by it, it means it's not liberal. Okay, colleges, it, they're places. They're 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 just places where we send our children, and then you hope that you've raised them up in a way that their faith is solid, uh, their their morals are solid, their political views are solid, um, and but they're going to go to a place that you're going to pay a lot of money for. That's going to do everything they can do to take everything that you hold dear and remove it from your child. And then indoctrinate them into the 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 worldview that you probably most of us not all parents but a lot of us would oppose. And then you're going to spend time. Now don't forget you paid the college to do this. <laughs> and then you're going to spend time trying to reprogram uh, your student that will now come back with all these idiotic ideas and views of the world and views of God. Um, you know I don't know if you listened to uh, uh, our Bible study yesterday, yes. but but the you know the the famous moralistic. Uh, therapeutic deism. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the. This is this is the. This is probably Americans. America's number one religion right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so we have a professor that Auburn University, where we've had kids attend and are currently attending. And now this is Auburn University. This is in Alabama, the state of Alabama. If you don't know where Auburn's located, okay. This is not some California college or some northeastern college, okay. So they have hired a a new professor uh, who will be teaching, and I'm sure this is a class that you just can't wait for your kid to be in, mm-hmm. lecturer of African-American and American literature and composition in, in the English department at Auburn University. And I bet, that's, I bet that's a happening class right there. He says that even though he has been hired and will be a professor at Auburn University, he will not say the phrase War Eagle because it has the word war in it. Which is the, the school... That, Battle cry, if yeah. you would. <laughs> Greg, you okay over there, buddy? <laughs> Not going to say War Eagle, Greg. Well, boy, he, that's, that's the way to make a stand. You know what? Because we got to clean that up, Greg. Right. What's <laughs> got the word war in it. I tell you what's interesting. I told Bubba this in there. He's Jewish. <laughs> He's Jewish. How many Jewish people you know that are afraid of the word war? I mean, that's been, I mean, the, the Israelis have been, they've been at war forever. I mean, it, it's it's like uh, in, they'll wage war, they have to fight war and War and this and war and that. Don't win there for war. war. Mm. And Rick, he's even he's even got his whole understanding of it wrong. Mm-hmm. He says, "I know it's just a mascot." No, no but I'm never going to be able to call myself War Eagle, a War Eagle, or say "Go War Eagles." He said, "Which he none of that, none right. of that happens." I, Greg, do you love when the term "self-described" is in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's, it's you know the self-appointed. Yeah, you know, I, I can self-describe and appoint anything about myself. Well, Greg, he <laughs> can be all kinds of sharp stuff. Greg, yeah. he and I don't know how this right, Buck. I don't know what this has to do with the term "war eagle," Buck. But listen to this: <laughs> self-described radical anti-racist. Okay, so, so okay, so can't Time you just out. can't you just be anti-racist? I want to say that again, Rick. He's radical anti-racist. Why well, he's not? So just, he's not he's just against racism, Greg. He's not just against racism. He's radical against it, right? As I would think any you know decent human being would be. Okay, what do you, yeah. you you think you're some unique individual? <laughs> hey, I'm not just I'm not just anti-racist. I'm radical anti-racist. Yeah. And what's that got to do really War Eagle? It. What's that got to do War Eagle? <laughs> Okay, there, so. there's plenty of things I would disagree probably with this gentleman on uh, a long distinguished list, but 
just the fact that he felt like he needed to say he could not say War Eagle and didn't even understand what right. it means or anything is, is pretty – there's some comedy in that. I don't care who you are. Yeah. By the way, here's an idea. Just come to the campus, do your job, and just don't ever say it. You don't have to do some news story about it. I can't bring myself to enthusiastically and sincerely use a slogan, greeting, cultural signal with war as its primary descriptor. I know I'm being a party pooper, but that's the kind of language that just sticks with me. Well, I'll tell you why, Greg, because he's an anti-racist radical. I don't know what that's doing. I don't know. Well, you know, words words with far left is just so critical, Rick. You know, they they never heard sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Uh, And we we also don't have enough sense to look at the intent of words. We just label words as one. I mean, they can be used. I don't don't like the word war as a descriptor. Exactly. I promise we're not. They're not promoting a war, buddy. And how about this? Nobody cares. I mean, you're trying to be sharp. You gave examples, and you obviously you have no idea what you're talking about. Because, like Bubba pointed out, the examples you gave don't exist. People don't say that. Can you imagine your kid being in this and, class? And even the name, even the name came from the fact that there was an eagle that was wounded in a war. Right. That's how it, it got its name. It wasn't. I love when people are like really passionate and going to make a stand. They got they got the whole concept wrong. Yeah, I know everything that's, that that's they're what's doing. Funny. You don't even know what you're talking yeah, about. That's yeah. the fun. I would have rather him, and this would have been a decent argument to go. I'm confused. If they're the Tigers, what does War Eagle have to do with the Tiger? If he wants to go on that, sure. make that stand, we've all had made that statement. And, mm-hmm. and but we know the then he could learn the legend behind it. I'm sure they'd yeah. explain it to you if you can work for Auburn. Yeah, uh, but but here's the idea. Keep in mind that some of you out there are going to write a check. So this guy can have access to your kid. Oh, I know. And you're going to pay him to do so. <laughs> hey, somebody break it to me. Sometimes <laughs> in football, too, they'll say, this game's going to be a war. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.